All right, what's up? Uh, welcome to the K Tip Podcast. This will be number nine, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Number nine. Wow. Um, cool. So today we're going to talk about community and the individual. Yeah. Yeah. How it um, relates. Uh huh. Yeah. And that'll be. I've been thinking about it a lot, and it's uh, interesting for me. But it's something I honestly don't know a lot about yeah. through practice. Right. I think I'm lacking in that department. A little introverted. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. <laughs> so it'll be good for me. Yeah. Um, to yeah, go through some ideas about it. So, awesome. Yeah. You got anything to add on this intro? <laughs> uh, no, just I guess we're just going to talk about the pros and cons and what's interesting about it. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And culturally speaking, I think every culture has a different. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- this would be interesting cool. because yeah. you've got a little different perspective as well. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hear about so, that. Like, yeah. what's up with Europe? Uh-huh. And, so, you know, because I, I, my assumption would be is that America is much more individualistic. Yeah. Very much so. And less I family, think. less community. Maybe communities are more like online and non local yeah. here than in. The online community. Right. <laughs> the the online. community. I hate, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. The whatever community, the jujitsu community. The, right. The trans no, always have a <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny how we use that word, but we don't really practice it, you know. Mm, yeah. But interesting how right. that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, what I've been thinking about it is, um, yeah, I don't know. When you want to start with that first? Yeah? Yeah, let's do that. Little we got there. ghost train haze and gorilla glue mix. Okay. We'll see how this works out. Um, ghost train, I think, last week was pretty good. It's a yeah. good uppity, high energy strain. One of my favorite training strains. Um, mm. But it seemed like it did pretty good for the podcast. Didn't get too like out of sorts. I think everybody was able to maintain, you know, yeah, without losing train of thought. So, um, Ghost Train, uh, Sativa dominant strain. Little bit of uh, Gorilla Glue to maybe bring it down a little bit, mellow it out. Okay. Or, sorry, it's not Gorilla Glue anymore. It's actually GG4. Sorry, Gorilla Glue Company. Oh, did they get, like, sued or yeah, something? Yeah, they got did sued. They? I was about to, I thought that when yeah. you said Gorilla Glue. I was like, I wonder if they can just use that term. Yeah, sorry, you can't. Uh, right. we, we didn't mean that. We meant GG4. Okay. Nice. GG4. Mm-hmm. That's what I call my golden goat. GG. Why four? What's the four for? It's like the fourth cut. So in a phenotype, um, or when you're pheno hunting, you'll mark them. So let's say you've got ten seeds. So so, so pheno hunting. So you're looking for the phenotypes, best plant. Yeah. Is that that's what you mean by that? You're looking for the best phenotype. And so like in a pheno hunt, <laughs> let's say somebody gives you <laughs> ten seeds of a strain. So I've got a buddy okay. um, at Ethos Genetics, mm. right? And uh, so he comes up with a strain and then they seed it out and maybe, you know, just as an example, we'll keep it at 10 just to keep it easy. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's going to do a pheno hunt with 10 seeds. So he grows out these 10 and he's going to look at the characteristics of each and see what characteristics he likes, see what maybe is a bigger yield or see what's more terpy, see what's, um, that you know, taste? longer Turkey? stretch. Yep. Taste? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, um, yeah. The smell and the taste and uh, things like that. Right. And so you hunt for the best one. And so if you mark it one through 10, mm. then it's cut number four, mm. so to speak, you know, the fourth one that right. you got. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's 
in a quick nutshell. Now, right. certainly all these geneticists are probably like, this fucking idiot, what is he talking about? <laughs> but that's for the layman, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that is an interesting just, idea, though, that you, because that's what you're doing. You're trying to... Just breeding, basically. Exactly, yeah. And trying well, to selective choose breeding, right? selective breeding. So you're like using... Yeah, evolution to to design what you like better. We so it depends on what you value. Right. You say, oh, I want, I want a you know bigger yield, or I want right. or a shorter stockier plant. Maybe you know you're looking at grow space room, and people are mm. like, well, man, I don't have, mm. you know, stretching. You know, some plants stretch out mm. huge, right. right? And you're like, and you be... want something short and stout where you don't mm. have to tie up much. So and, you might select right, and then the characteristics. You, you could also select. Like, this would be more like a chemistry thing. Like, can you see, like, the rate of THC or CBD or those things? Like, yeah, well, in, you can, in you a can bud. test it, right? Like, you test a bunch of buds, uh -huh. and then you say, this plant has this much more, and then you could select for that. Right, and then what they do is then you can go back and, and cross it again. You could there, – there are so many things that you can do with it, and I'm not, again, uh, too sure about the process – but you can back cross it. So you could go back and do it with the original again. You take that strain um, or that pheno that you found. Right. You go back and back cross it with the original strain or maybe another strain, is right? There because ever you want characteristics. Yeah, is there ever a problem with like a copy of a copy? Does that make sense in this context? No, because like I, think it, I think it reinforces specific traits right. of the plants, the right. dominant traits of a plant. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I think you, you could you, also have recessive traits that mm, that you don't that even come know up. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. that come up. Oh, yeah. Genetics yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That, yeah it's a cool but it process. starts to get into you know I, I think some pretty cool, um, fun ways to for growers to to kind of look at their plants and look at um, what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it keeps it pretty interesting. Nice. But Colin, man, I mean. Um, Props to Ethos. They do a yeah. sweet job. And that's their main thing is seeds. So all he does is seeds. Uh -huh. And, uh -huh. um, wow. you know, he just, like, I've known Colin for like 20 years now. And mm. um, he just has always come up with the good strains. I mean, mm. you know, way back in the day before any of this shit was mm -hmm. even, mm -hmm. you know, legit. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were coming up with some stuff. He was always the guy who had... You know, he was the go-to guy for strains. Hmm. And um, and not clones, seeds, even back then? Well, yeah, we would do seeds, and then you'd take clones off mm -hmm. of the yeah. ones right. that you liked. You know, and back in those days, we weren't dealing with um, fem seeds. So, you know, you got to sex them. 50-50 chance, and, and, yeah. You know, so yeah. there was a process to it. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But the guy is legit, man. He... He does do a good job, and um, probably 95% of all the strains that I've grown out um, have come from him, right? I've traveled mm -hmm. through him. Even if it wasn't his own, he's the one who's sourced them and, you know, um, yeah. gone to Amsterdam back in the day and would come back with them. And hmm. um, so he's always had a real interest in that, and... Yeah. Finally, the past few years, you know, he really put that into uh, work and um, has made a pretty yeah. solid company out of it, man. He's really, 
uh, doing a good job. And, yeah. and you know, seems like a unique field too. Like everybody wants to be a grower mm-hmm. or have a dispensary. Or, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. But to do genetics, uh-huh. uh, maybe it's harder to. So you got less competition. Yeah, right. and he's a pretty meticulous it's a, guy. It's an and, interesting and, angle. And the here's the thing, though, too. And he would say this. You know, it's not just him. He was kind of the brainchild of it, but he put himself put a good crew together. I know several of his um, people that he works with and they're just, you know, spot on, you know, they're, they all do a good job and they're all fucking cool. When we talk about community, he's put together a real good community, you know, at his job, they, or at, at his company that he built. And, um, you know, I went and visited them at their shop, I don't know, two weeks ago. And it's just a great vibe. You know, everybody's who's working there, getting along well, they have a good thing going, mm-hmm. they have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. nice. It really, like I said, put together a good product. So props off to eat those. Mm-hmm. So speaking of community, right? We've got yeah. online communities, jujitsu communities, weed communities, <laughs> community after community after community. Why are people so lonely? Right. So there's the question. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So what, what I think is interesting about the idea in general is there's this thing about the individual and then a group of individuals, mm-hmm. right? Like that's like the inherent thing about it. And then you have like nested communities. So you have, I mean, you have that whole thing of individual, family, extended family, uh, maybe community lies there somewhere mm-hmm. at village, right? Maybe how it used to be state nation world human yeah right um but the whole thing about i heard someone say recently that it was that i thought was really interesting that we're all made out of the same stuff Mm -hmm. so that makes us maybe that's where those ideas come like we're all created equal Mm -hmm. but then what makes us different is like the arrangement of that stuff I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah. Um, so in a community, and I like this phrase. I found this one. I was I was kind of into this concept a little bit Excuse right me. before the election. And it's funny that Biden uses that word now, the unity thing, yeah. and how it's become this whole like another semantically overloaded like, you know. That means the opposite pro- of what it says. Term and yeah. It, yeah, everybody. It's crazy how everything is that that's happening to everything. But during the election, I was like. I just don't understand the the non-unity, mm-hmm. right? I don't quite get get that aspect, the team play. And then that makes, because I'm so individualistic, yeah. I've always, you know, uh, I never understood why, like, a flag, for instance. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, you know what I mean? Until recently. I've yeah. actually recently started to think about what that means to me. Mm-hmm. But I remember telling someone once and I, I didn't you know we someone had like their high school or their college flag outside their apartment and i was like i just don't understand that um team community so i'm like way too uh, you know wrapped up in the individual yeah. right um but you know the the phrase that i found that i thought was cool was maybe like the ideal would be or one one way to look at it is unity without um, conformity. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a problem. So you can have yeah. a community, but when everybody wears the same uniform and mm-hmm. thinks the same thing, it's like somehow missing the picture because you're not individuals at the sure. same time. You have to be both. So unity without conformity and diversity without fragmentation. Well, well, mm-hmm. I think that would be the type of community that it is, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. in some 
communities, that's what you want. You want unity, conformity, and um, huh. I mean, no, no diversity. In others, like in the military, you mean? Like for, in the military, for example. For example. Maybe, yeah. and, and I think that changes as you move into different types of units. And um, you said even your about, your unit was like pretty unique. Our right? unit was pretty unique in a lot of ways. Um, but you're still. But we were also a bunch of at least, you know. Again, there's communities within communities within communities, right? Tribes mm, within tribes, yeah, if exactly. you will, inner circles. Yeah. Um, mm. You know. Clicks. The one that I was on was a bunch of fucking degenerates, honestly. <laughs> really? I mean, uh-huh. but we all we all had a connection. You know, it was all like attracts like. And I think that that's an important concept in community that I used to be against because I used to be like, well, individuality. Yeah. But if we look at our academy, right? Mm-hmm. Our academy, and it's small right now, you know, COVID has really kept us in a unique position that fuck you COVID guidelines, we've been able to navigate around these, right? Go underground. And um, we've kind of got a community of quiet, rebellious, individualistic people that like to be around one another, which is kind of interesting, right? I mean, you're individualistic as fuck, You, you know? Same with you, you guys are like, march to the beat of your own drums, but we all kind of march to the beat of our own drum and do it in a manner in which I think we have a really good relationship. And, you know, I feel that even though we're not like 24-7 hanging out together, I feel like we've got a community that has a lot of trust in it that has a lot of like confidence that if i needed help even though you're fucking an introvert and you're probably in your cave at home doing something by yourself i could call you and be like hey man i really need a hand with this can you help me and i don't feel like those things would go unheard and Mm -hmm. so i think that that's a value part of a community that you see communities that all march lock and step and they don't do that for one another. And so it's interesting how communities develop and I think it's important that, you know, within our chosen communities, the ones that we get to choose to be part of, that we seek out those people that have a similar outlook Mm -hmm. on life Mm -hmm. that we have or that we aspire to have. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What do so, you think? What's your What's your take on this? Well, <laughs> on, on community. Um, well, I, I do want to say that I agree with how the individual individuality of people is important within a community, uh, because if you don't have some differences, then you don't question each other. You don't. You know, mm-hmm. there's certain aspects of growth that you might not have if you mm-hmm. all think and believe the same exact thing. Um, For sure. Bounce your ideas and opinions and mm-hmm. things off of each other, which mm-hmm. I think is really important. But For communities that want to do that. There's yeah. a lot of communities, though, that don't. But right? I, I think that you could make the argument. I, I, I think you could make the argument that 
that's good most of the time to mm-hmm. avoid groupthink. You want to, so that's where there's like lines to this. Like, you never want groupthink because you're going to fool yourself eventually mm-hmm. and you're going to live in a lie and then mm-hmm. it's going to break down. Sure. Yeah, there's but, a balance. But yeah, yeah, but the balance is you all have to agree on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And disagree. You know what I mean? There's a lot, or there's no community because well, it's, you know, that's the other thing. Oh, with, yeah, and I agree. That's I think it's circumstance based. Though, okay, go for right? it. Right? Yeah. Because if you're looking at, like, let's say you're talking about a military unit. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't agree, let's say a combat unit, not just a military unit, because again, there's circles, there's mm-hmm. inner circles. Mm-hmm. If you don't all agree that we have to eliminate this enemy at all costs, mm-hmm. right? That one chink in the armor might right. be the demise but those, of the whole. Those that's are a core value, exactly right? that's a core value. Well, or maybe it, like it a, might not be a value. Like I might, when I was in Africa, mm. I didn't believe right. that the Somalis so were inherently bad. You questioned, but mm. when we had to, like, go against. Mm-hmm. whatever group we were going against or we were running mission, mm-hmm. I got it in my mind that they were the enemy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. At least for that period of time. Mm-hmm. And then you could back off of it. And I mm-hmm. think if you yeah, if you engage, it's like a team that's playing a game, right? right. If yeah. they think anything less than total dominance of that mm-hmm. team... But I think it's that like what the, she said, it is a value and mm-hmm. there's, there's some values are more valuable. That there's sure. like a hierarchy of values. And so you guys got to agree on some of the highest ones mm-hmm. and then work your way down from there. And then some of the ones down here you can disagree with. Because yeah. we've talked even like military, militarily, there's um, the, was it the opposition force, the op force. Op four. Op four. Yeah, that's what we used to call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like a 1984 sounding uh-huh. thing. Um, but that's there to provide um, that other side of things uh-huh. um, so that you can test your weaknesses. Yeah. Right. And so that's like something that group think like when people think the same, they're in danger of that. Yeah. And then another one I found was like a red team. Mm-hmm. And that was someone that like hackers that try to like hack into like a security of like a business. Mm-hmm. And so they would hire people to like attack them essentially. Right. Uh-huh. And to see show, if they can break through their right, defenses. Right. And- um, so and then there are when you have people like maybe you even were this type in a, on a team that could say maybe where it would happen would be like if you could tell that your leader, you know, whatever, you know, um, was doing something, let's say, like a little off multiple times that you could say something to them. Mm-hmm. But if you just group think nobody can like call each other on anything. Yeah. yeah so there's like, yeah. Why he mm-hmm. do stuff. So mm-hmm. I was actually mm-hmm. listening real quick mm-hmm. to Jocko. Mm-hmm. And he nice. was talking about how... Um, you should always know why you're doing something. So yeah. like, even if it comes from the higher-ups, you can ask, why are you doing that? Not with the intention of questioning their knowledge or, you know, but just to get information mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. so I think that helps with, because then you still have to, you're still responsible, even though you might end up doing the thing, you're still responsible for what you're doing, mm-hmm. even if somebody told you to that's mm-hmm. you right. making that choice so right. you have to know why you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So and, and I agree when he says that to a large part here's the thing that I don't agree with on that I believe that that's got to come at levels right because if you're starting out jujitsu, mm. you're starting out um, being <laughs> a, uh, in basic training just being a recruit mm. right and you just walked off the streets if you 
have to know why you're doing everything, we're never even going to get fucking started. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It makes this, sense for me with jujitsu yeah, yeah, because this, I know that experience. Mm-hmm. I could tell when I started to ask too many questions. You got to be like, oh, hold up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why, why are you holding like the wrist well, like that? Why is the grip? So, why aren't you using that other grip? So this is right. what I think. And this is where I think Jocko misses on some things. And I think Jocko's awesome. Right. But I think Jocko, in a lot of regards, is idealistic and believes that people are always going to come to the table with their best, okay? And here's the thing that I look at. This is what I tell people very early on when they start training with me, is that my first objective is to gain your trust. Once I've gained your trust, then you can let a lot of those questions go because you understand that what I'm doing is I'm getting you to a point that we can really start to ask questions and understand. Because a lot of times when people ask questions, they're asking questions because they don't even know what the fuck else to ask. You know what I'm saying? They're asking like something because they feel they need to be and they don't have skills, they don't have any real like understanding of what you're doing. So it's just because we're, we're you know, vocal, we wanna speak, we wanna talk. Um, what I try to do is you know, this is kind of the whole white belt stage, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, just now that you trust me, now that we've come to a point where you say, okay, I'll put enough trust, vested interest in what this guy's saying to basically keep your mouth shut, keep your eyes and ears open and really? just start to receive information. And in basic training in the military, that's, what it was like when we were learning how to fire our weapons okay inhale exhale squeeze the trigger well you could ask all day long why you're not pulling on that trigger and why you're you know doing those things but if you listen and you just observe and you just do all of a sudden you leave basic training now with a foundation that you can go to your unit and start asking questions on learning right so I think mm. that yeah. I can I can completely analogize that with music mm-hmm. and with seeing kids and uh, the questions are actually often even I mean, this might be separate, but they do ask a lot of questions. And a lot of the time I want to be like, you just got to trust me. I say that. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, you I just said that's that. Yeah. Do, that's mm-hmm. what I like. I don't mean question everything. Mm-hmm. That there yeah. isn't any common sense or level of trust or just moments where you do have to just take it mm-hmm. first in order to be able to formulate a question right. like but there's also nothing wrong with telling someone hey you know right now it's just what we got to do mm-hmm. and that's should be enough and i mm-hmm. think that does help with building yeah and, and so so that makes sense because what you're mm-hmm. saying then essentially is like your blanket saying so let's say we got 10 new students coming in right in class and we're like look what we're doing this is to answer all of your questions right what we're doing is starting to learn how to learn jujitsu. I mean, so is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, something in, like that. In those cases, someone, if it is a scenario where you're teaching something or learning mm-hmm. something, or you know, um, trying to carry out a job, one can preface it with, "So we're not really gonna wonder why or what exactly we're doing, like how we're, you know, whatever. This is what's happening." And we should just try it. And that in itself is a lesson or mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
But you were um, saying something about how with your students they ask certain questions. Um, oh yeah, I was just saying I was just saying the same thing that. Uh, um, Oh, I was, you know, what they actually do sometimes, too, is they use it as a way to, like, avoid the work and Kill stuff. Kill time. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. That, you know, I get that. Uh-huh. That and then the time. they also <laughs> use it to talk shit to me and to, like, defy things. Oh, they they oh, do that on purpose. Like, that would be a random... They'll, they'll throw in the attitude, like, why? I, you know, I'll oh. be like, well, you got to use your third finger on that now. It's like, what well, you're doing just as... And they'll be like, and then they'll do it with one finger, and they'll be like, see... You know? See, but that's not what I meant exactly. Uh-huh. Like, not to question. Right. But just yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. So that's the two different points. I was thinking with Jocko's idea. I mean, how you said it that um, you you should always know why, right? Like you should, and then at first that why is just more vague. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. your Very why much. your why is to learn jujitsu or to learn to play to guitar. learn how to learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's your why, and mm-hmm. you gotta be cool with that, and then. That includes trust in the teacher. Right. And that's like mm. six months, just shut up. Right. And watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Listen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Learn. Right. Copy. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Did I do that for six months? <laughs> you don't really ask a lot of questions. No? So, like, you like seriously, you're one of those students who's really awesome to train in that regard. Because it's like once, you know, like once you scolded me for calling somebody a pussy and then we got... Onto our like understanding. Once we were able to come to terms with that way, you really just did. I don't even, honestly, I think you remember that moment way more than I do. I do. Because I don't remember it being a big. See, and I think this shows in my learning process, I guess, since I don't ask a lot of questions, but. Even if somebody does something that's kind of questionable, I don't always make it a deal. Like I take some time before, before bringing that up if I need to. Yeah. Like, okay, well, what other things you have going? I don't really <laughs> care about it. It doesn't affect me. I guess I don't know. Is that bad to say? It doesn't affect me, so I don't question. I it. think it did affect you a little bit. I think back in the day, Maybe I think in the moment, that I, I think now it doesn't affect you. Um, but I don't think it affected how I interact, like my perception of you. No, I don't think so because you stuck around. I think actually those things... May have been like, hmm, I they, wonder. They, but I think they make us, like, they, they give us a stronger connection because, one, I think it shows you that I'm not out here trying to be this fucking sensei sage that's, like, above everything that you see. Oh, man, this guy, you know... He's on the same level as me, if not lower. I think the level, you know, the importance of, of relatable, being relatable uh-huh. to some degree is yeah. important. And I think so. Yeah, creating sometimes creating that divide just doesn't allow people to learn as much as they they could. Yeah, there's that weird like hierarchy that remind me because I want to tie that back into this whole community thing as we go. Um, the, the, the hierarchy, hierarchy, the sensei, yeah. the uh-huh. leader, whatever. Right. Uh-huh. But, you know, in contrast, you asked a lot of questions early on. But again, your questions were very, like, thought out. And so a, a well-thought-out question is better than, well, couldn't you do this? You, you know right. what I'm saying? It's right. like, yeah, For sure. yes. The answer is always yes. Yeah. 
But when right. it's like, <laughs> the answer's always there. Yeah, yeah. A couple right. of times I've asked it. Yeah. You, and you, I'm like, okay, I won't ask this. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, those kinds of questions that you asked are ones that are great to answer. But there was probably several times when I said, yeah, but that's getting a little bit ahead of where we're at, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or something mm-hmm. to that degree. Yeah. Or maybe in some regards, you might have been trying to understand something a little bit more technical than I thought. Let's bring it back a little bit, because if you understand the framework, Mm. you'll fill in those pieces a lot. Mm. Answering questions just on my end. And this is something that I also think is important. And again, I would like to, that'd be great to get Jocko's opinion about this. Mm -hmm. But I like people to answer their own questions too, because if you answer that question, you own it. Right. If I have to tell you the answer, a lot of times you don't understand it. It's still like, okay, Uh well, why? But then when you answer that question, it's like, man, I really understand how to use the power of that information. What's that one? I'm not going to remember it. I think it's it's an Aristotle thing, like the the three best ways to know something. It's like one way is someone tells you something. Mm That was like the worst way. I'm getting that. I'm like butchering this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then the other ones, you sh- someone shows you something mm-hmm. that's a little better. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, the last, the best one, or maybe there's more, but the last one I think is that you learn it yourself, mm-hmm. right. figure it out yourself, uh, stumble yeah, upon I it think on John your own. Did talk mm-hmm. about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was saying, you know, there are scenarios where you should know what to do. Mm-hmm. You should be able to take, yeah. make the call. So mm-hmm. I think that applies with figuring out the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that's the process, right? To to know what to do, because you know, in, in the type of unit that he was in, and the type of experiences that they had, and even being on the mat, you know, Jocko's a big jujitsu guy um, mm-hmm. and uh, surfer. He he yeah, surfs a lot. I heard that. You know, so you get out there, you get into some trouble. You got to know what to do. You got to know why you're gonna do a certain thing that you're gonna do, and then you've got to have the confidence in making the choice and, and going with the choice, mm-hmm. right? And I think that when people always know why they're doing stuff in practice, it sometimes robs them of figuring out why they're doing it because then when it's not practice and it's real, if you haven't done it enough times, then you might not be confident in the decision that you make and, you know, it might be, you know, turn into a, so a shit show. knowing why is detrimental in that case? I think... Can't the why just be like a general... I think so. Why? And I th- Yeah, and I think kind of what you were saying, I, I mean, my take on what you were saying is, yeah, you have a big blanket encompassing why, and then you kind of carried it a little mm-hmm. bit further and said, and it narrows its scope yeah, yeah. as you develop more experience. And, yeah. and I think that's a fair, mm-hmm. you know, way to look mm-hmm. at it, right? Because right. it allows for some level of questions, right? The big mm-hmm. general framework questions. Mm-hmm. And it also then allows that person the um, time to shut up, learn, and listen. Mm-hmm. Knowing that that shut up, learn, and listen is to develop skills. I think what we sometimes conflate with that is, going back to what I asked you to remind me of later, is that whole don't question anything and follow exactly what someone says. And I think just as Americans, we're naturally rebellious to shit like that. Mm-hmm. So we look at everything as like, oh, they're trying to take away my individuality and I got to be 
mm-hmm. an individual mm-hmm. right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I was like that, man. When I, I went into basic training, mm-hmm. like up until the day I went into basic training, I was like the guy who is, you know, I got to profess my individuality and my whatever. And when I got into basic training, I remember my recruiting sergeant told me, he's like, um, and this guy was cool because he knew there was a few times when I had to delay my um, going to MEPS because I kept telling him, yeah, dude, I've been smoking weed. And so, you know, back in those days, that's a huge deal. Finally, he's like talking with me. He's like, look, you know how to pass a test. Just try it. If not, you know, so we went, I passed the test and um, we were good to go. But what he told me was when you get there, just shut up. He's like, don't be the best. He's like, don't mm. be the worst. Be in the middle. Shut up. Look, listen and blend in. And halfway through basic training, I had a drill sergeant that literally looked at me and he's like, Galvin, who the fuck are you? Now, after that, mm. it sucked because now I was, yeah, I was a target. But up until that point, um, and that was the hardest point. I mean, basic training wasn't hard at all. It's just that transition from civilian to military that mm. gets people, mm. you know, and if you shut up and you just listen and mm. do what they say by the mm. second half of basic training, yeah. You're already in the know, and you're like, okay, yeah. now I at least know how to learn in yeah. basic training. Well, so that's cool. So that just made me think. Someone told me recently that they worked in a kitchen for a while, uh-huh. and how dope it is to be like really good at something with a group of people, mm-hmm. right? To be like, and in that instance, it's like, uh, it's an act. It's an active thing, right? It's not like some some big like uh, thing on computers, an intellectual pursuit or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like in the moment, in the same room, right? Um, and how cool that was. She like really liked showing up there because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we're gonna fucking kick ass today, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I can't say I've ever quite felt that. Like maybe in a band. Uh huh. Okay, that's a cl- that's maybe the closest one that yeah. I've felt. Um, is in a band. That's interesting. I just thought, I, I just realized yeah. that. But the military is like such a, you know, high level example of that. Mm-hmm. When you think of it, everybody, you know, towards you guys even train together to do the same thing. Yeah. To do the same action. You it, sleep together. You yeah. eat together. You shit together. You shower together. Yeah. You, you do a it's lot. It's pretty dope. So it is yeah, like. People I know always mm-hmm. say, I will do anything for those guys. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. always like yeah. Yeah, intense connection. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what yeah. Sebastian Younger was talking about in that mm. book, Tribe. Okay. You know, and that's where they say a lot of the PTSD allegedly stems from is not the experiences that were had by these guys, um, mm. but the lack of experiences when yeah. they're away from. And when I mean guys, I'm talking right. military well, personnel. Just, is it is it because the experiences are so intense that you're like more alive? Well, I, I think for sure, it, but uh, what was he not saying? everybody was a combat soldier. Not everybody okay. was out running combat okay. missions. But just or being doing, part of a team, let's say. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. So I think being part of a team and the camaraderie mm-hmm. and the yeah. um, inner team competitiveness, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. being able to fail and having your teammates pick you up. Mm -hmm. You know, I think all of those things are so important. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's obvious because they they say that, and when I mean they, you know, the the data Mm -hmm. says that 
there's no higher rate of PTSD from soldiers who've experienced intense combat to experience to soldiers or service people who have experienced... You said there's no difference? There's no difference. There's the same Virtually amount of PTSD? Virtually the same. So, that people who haven't uh, experienced any combat. So so you're saying that it's because of the, the team community, uh, how I think fulfilling that's that what is? The, that's I think like that's so what fulfilling. the data is showing. Uh, I think that's right. where the um, mm-hmm. we're a big part of it. Well, lies. how much of it is as well, like, that you have a purpose I think when you're purpose in the military? I think purpose is huge. Because... That's, yeah, that's what's hard about this culture is, mm-hmm. right? And then you get thrown into what? I think purpose some... is the most important driver yeah, of right. everything. And then in the military, you could say, I don't know how to put this, that you somewhat give up that responsibility to the bigger picture, to the bigger structure, like that what um, um, the purpose is, right? I don't know. Like you'd have to tell me what that is like. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're you're also like taking orders and you're like, man, we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna do a fucking badass and mm-hmm. we're helicoptering in and, yeah. and and you have that perspective. Yep. Um, but do you also have um, like a thing about America or like yes, pa- patriotism or like is that yeah, is that okay. part of it? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I've thought about this a lot and I think more mature soldiers do. Okay. So when you're older, maybe. Yeah. Than, so yeah. I can talk about my experiences through it. And I wasn't in the military, you know, a long period of time. Um, so I didn't stay in it from a kid to an adult, right? Right, right. I left the military when I was still a kid, maybe getting a little bit smarter. Right. Mm -hmm. When I went in, there was a couple reasons why I went in. I went in one because I mean, this is why I started training in martial arts and, um, why I went to the military was I was a pussy and everybody around me were fucking 10 ply, right? I mean, soft as fuck. They were pussies. And I recognized that after the one time that I considered being bullied and humiliated, right? The next day, like with the next Monday, I started taking martial arts and I started talking to a military recruiter um, because... I looked mm. around and I saw mm. that. And I come back and I look around at people mm. who I grew up with and they're still soft as fuck. They never got so, out of that. How did you conclude so, what you wanted to do though? Like, I wanted to be like, tough, right? That's what I was and about then, to say. That was the that. purpose. My that, purpose that was, was to be purpose. tough. And then yeah. the second purpose mm. was I wanted to put my fucking feet on the ground in places that other people hadn't, right? I wanted to do things that people wrote stories about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've always been attracted to war. I've always been attracted to soldiers. I've always been attracted to um, different types of warriors, right? From early on, I used to be really interested in Native American mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't interested in the, you know, all the things about Native American culture. I always gravitated towards the warriors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Military. I always gravitated towards the warriors, not necessarily the, you know, stand for freedom, stand for country. Now, as I've gotten older, I believe in that mm-hmm. way more. Mm-hmm. So young, it was for experiences, adventure. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. as you get older, I think that's where you start to see that there's a bigger. So, picture a bigger yeah. connection to what you're doing 
And, and so, yeah, so then when someone comes back mm-hmm. from being in the military, now that purpose, you know, maybe they're, like, again, we've had the talk about mm-hmm. goals, like mm-hmm. goals or purposes, aims. And, and if you have a high enough one, it'll supersede what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. if, if your goal is something really specific and lower and, and you know, um, it, it's related to the thing you're doing, but if that thing gets taken away, then so has your purpose. Uh, you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We'll, we'll so, check this out on okay. that because uh, I, I, yeah. I think this will go back and answer a little bit of your question before. Mm. Okay. And, and what you were saying or what you were kind of asking was, was there a bigger goal like for freedom, so to speak, right? Um, America. But, but, but I was still mm-hmm. seeing, you know, on, you know, I don't want to take you off track, but that those are those cool, you know, those big goals. I've been reading uh, uh-huh. The Holy Grail. Yep. Um, and like, it's like a Jungian uh, interpretation. Uh-huh. It's uh, Jung's wife and uh, Mary Louise mm-hmm. von Franz, this writer I like. Um, and a lot of this part of it's been about Parseval and chivalry and mm-hmm. him. So he's young and, and he knows nothing. Mm-hmm. He's really ignorant actually. Yeah. And, and, but he knows he wants to be a knight. Yep. That's like the one thing he knows. Mm-hmm. And so that is a high goal. You know what I mean? Even though you're young and you don't have any understanding of what that means. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, so then it leads to arrogance. Yeah. And that arrogance can take him down. And there's this whole mm-hmm. aspect of like, he has to like, he gets a broken sword because like there were warriors in the past that like abused their power. This is like the, the symbolism of it. Sure. You know, one view of it, I guess. Uh, and so th- through the warrior's own experiences, which in this, because it's Jungian, they're like talking about just developing the self mm-hmm. through experiences with the world, through conflicts with the world. You like develop your inner self to the part, or he does, t- so that he can like heal the sword mm-hmm. and then he can yield that sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it is like a high goal. Well, that well, I think that, you know, right, yeah. for kids, even though it's like not articulated for some, you know, in your teens or whatever. I don't know anybody, though, who maybe a couple who had mm. that goal, though. Okay. Everybody in the military. Yeah. Mm. Everybody was about their buddies. So even okay. if you didn't believe in the goal, mm. right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. even and this is where I think mm. there's a really cool structure with it. So one mission that I didn't believe in that we ran and this was in this. Um, city of Kismayu, and we were tasked with disarming the civilian population. Okay, <laughs> mm. fucking a, right? Legitimately, we did that. Um, and so you're going door to door, kicking in doors mm. if necessary, and rummaging through people's shit to find weapons. Right. The downside was the militias hit all their weapons. The civilians that we went, we took their weapons mm-hmm. and now made them easy prey for. Yeah, you told me about the militias. But I was completely against that. Yeah. Right? And I even got into a physical altercation with team members because of it. Mm -hmm. However, collectively, I would back up my team members, even though this is a fucked up mission that I had no belief in. Mm. Right? And so I think what starts to happen, how do you balance that of which is more important? Well, disarming the population was more important for the overall strategic goal of what the military higher-ups were trying to accomplish, right? That was maybe an important goal for them to bring more peace to the city. It actually worked the opposite. So those Mm -hmm. of you people who think getting rid of the Second Amendment is a good idea, many of us have personally experienced that Mm -hmm. and why it's not a good idea. Example of that, interesting, yeah. But the thing about it is, 
when you're talking about the brotherhood, when you're talking about your guys, that's a pretty significant, you know, um, reason to do something as well, right? Mm. I can't say that that's on yeah. a lower scope than the overall mission goal. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. So how much of it is is just like the the relationships mm-hmm. with uh, with the other men? Or, yeah, you know, with your yeah. with your mm. your team, and with I think your team. Yeah. I think that mm. that's what's so important about then today's communities or mm-hmm. lack thereof communities yeah. is that that bonding mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it's yeah. It makes me think. My, my first thought is like like a tribe back in the day, mm-hmm. and at some point the boys thirteen or whatever and whatever thing they have to go through, but they have to go through some horrible experience, right? Yeah. And then in a lot of cultures, right? And then they go on the hunts during the day, mm-hmm. and a lot of it, at least you know, I saw one show about like people that live in the tropics and mm-hmm. how much, at least some of the tribes there nowadays, how much free time they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the women were like working all day, like weaving and cooking and shit. And the guys would go out and they would hunt for like a couple hours and they would take a nap mm-hmm. and, and they would eat fruit. You know, these climb, there's like food everywhere, mm-hmm. and fruit in the trees. Um, but that's what you would do as a young person, at least on the boys end of things. I, I don't mean to make it like about sexes, mm-hmm. but that maybe in the past there were like uh, traditions where there is that community as you grow up mm-hmm. too, right? And so you're out on the hunt in this example. Um, and you're always with, so you're like absorbing and that's how you like become a part of the group, you know? Well, and you right, got to earn your place in those groups right, and that's right. an important thing and too. And that, that draws you out uh-huh. too, right? And then gives you, right, gives you something to do, some purpose. Sure. Yeah. But look at what uh-huh. we did, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, um, we've gone on a Jack, Daniel, um, Ilya went with us. We've done some pretty you know, like strenuous backpacking trips and mm. things that these guys weren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely was an initiation right. In mm. my mind, it's mm. like, can these fucking young people that are 20, 25 years younger than me keep up with an old fuck? Right? <laughs> Seriously. Legit. The <laughs> well, the answer is, though, that you guys kept after it. We still kept going. Yeah. Kept and that's going. what's important. It's like, oh, now we can get into inner circle. It's the same thing. I can't punch you as hard as I punch him. We get the fuck after it sometimes where we're hitting each other hard. It's That's mm-hmm. what means something. It's like, can we have difficult experiences together and grow from those difficult experiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think yeah. that that's such an important part of yeah. the community process. Right. Um, I was thinking with, um, I live, I have a 13 year old son and then my girlfriend's daughter who's nine lives with us like half the time, both of them are like half, half there or whatever. Um, and they've had some problems like getting along, right? Um, let's just put it like that. And I had the thought one day is like, what they need is like to go through shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hardships and stuff. Right. They need to like I, we, we, go. Yeah, I yeah. twisted my ankle <laughs> on the last one we did. We were three hours oh, away. Really? And it was uh-huh. pretty bad. It popped like three times. Ooh. It was uh-huh. immediately swollen. Yeah, it was a big fall. Yeah. Like, Ooh, with yeah. a pretty heavy pack yeah, on. Yeah, I had a pack. Mm. And the dogs. And the, the dogs. Oh, that's mm. right. You that's had this, the we dogs. Were all, it was like a super cramped spot too uh-huh. and there mm. were these it was kind of soft grounds and there were these roots in between mm. and so mm-hmm. i guess because i didn't see i couldn't see much ahead of me mm. i just stepped wrong and just went like 
it popped it went from mm-hmm. one side to the other um, and back yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so hard. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Oh, it was on the way up, and or they the... All help, on the way down, and okay, they all helped yeah. with like we all just split the load. Mm-hmm. He took nice, like the uh, biggest one, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and then we found some sticks, just mm-hmm. kept going. Yeah. 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 Right. But then that makes it more fun. You got something to remember. You got something to remember. Right. And then yeah. again, it's like one, like she said, we all split the load. Mm-hmm. We all yeah. like, you know, had like a role. Mm-hmm. which was important. Yeah. Um, That's right. You know, yeah. you know and, and those things those things build yeah. bonds where it's like, yeah. fuck yeah, I'd go with these guys mm-hmm. anytime because one, mm-hmm. I know that they're not going to be complaining or mm-hmm. slacking or anything yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. it was almost like a mission. We're, you know, um, mm-hmm. tripping mushrooms. We went through this pretty long fucking trek, heavy packs, and then we're like, oh, let's climb this mountain and go... I was Check fighting this a migraine that entire time, yeah. by the way, mm. that at night I ended up, I ended up puking. I always puke when yeah. I get terrible migraines. But that, uh, yeah, you sucked it at like the fuck elevation out, right? Right? Sickness. Yeah. 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 And nice. those things are cool. Jack, um, on his 21st birthday, we went and did this four 14er, um, mm, you know, 14,000 right, yeah. foot mountain climb. Mm. And when we got to the first one, I pulled out some MMA gloves and we're in this little circle right at the top, the ring that's, you know, the, the tribute right. to being at the top of mm-hmm. that mountain. Yeah. And we did a three-minute round of, you know, sparring. I mean, my fingers, it was so cold up there, my yeah. fingers were just hurting being mm-hmm. in those MMA gloves because it right. cut off the circulation. Okay, yeah. And it's not like we were fucking slugging each other, but you're mm-hmm. talking, mm-hmm. you're up there, man. And people are looking at us like... You know, what the fuck are these guys doing? <laughs> I haven't quite done a first yeah. <laughs> Not yet. But it, it was cool. We sucked mm-hmm. it up. Nequisi was on that one. Nequisi right? was My on sister. it. She sucked it up. Mm-hmm. And again, you start to build these bonds with people that, with Jack, fuck. I know I could do anything with that kid, and he's going to be there. He might not be the star, but he's going to be there. You fucking get hurt, and he's mm-hmm. going to help you figure out a way to get through this. If you're unmotivated, he's going to push the pace, right? I mean, he was leading the pace a few times where, you know, Daniel and I, we're fucking freezing cold. This wind is whipping. And it's like, oh, here goes fucking Jack up this goddamn mountain, you know, when you wanted to be slow for a minute. So you're like, all right, I got to suck it up. And you get this motivation factor of pushing it and, you know, whatever, right? And I think those things really build the team camaraderie. And I think that's where you see the problem with these military personnel that they leave that type of a drive, you know, to whatever degree it is. And then they get back into civilian world and you've got these fake communities, right? Where this online community of X and it's like, you haven't seen a person in five days. You're sitting in your basement and you you know what i'm saying but you're part of a community that's not really part of a community it's almost like yeah you know having food dangled in front of you and you're starving Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you can't get to it you know right especially the online things Mm -hmm. yeah they they don't really satisfy i yeah i've had so like my problem is i'm like like too american or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) where i'm like a really extreme form of like not being able to be in a community or at least yeah. I have been mm-hmm. and like um, 
there's been a few where maybe I could have been, mm-hmm. you know, even almost like invited, yeah. you know what I mean? Like uh, visionary art, for instance, sure. you know, there's this whole scene, like there's like a burner side to it, you know what I mean? And I'm always like, there's always like a, like a couple people I vibe with and I'm like, you know, that dude's cool, you know? Yeah. But I, um, I'm always like, you know, on nah. the outside, yeah, nah, right, yeah. Well, I think you know, you know what I've been thinking. So I heard also some. You didn't choose it, right? So when they invite you, it's a little different. Yeah, but like, right, but so choosing that's like marriage again. That's like this is how I'm starting to think about it. Like, so I heard someone talking about church, like uh, the the reality. Like, I don't go to church. I'm not religious, but I'm I'm open to like listening to what people say about. Yeah. You know, I've just been you know listening to some things, and he was saying the thing about communities in church is that. It's mostly people you don't like, um, and he's he's still talking about the good part, like the, in a positive way. But he's like, these people aren't chosen. It's like your family in a way, right? So so maybe even the American view kind of like distorts this a little bit, where we have this like idealistic idea that we can just choose all these like badasses, mm-hmm. and that oh that's my community, right? Right, and everybody I agree with and like, and you know what mm-hmm. I mean, but. What about that other aspect of like um, part of being in a community is, I, I don't know. Yeah, the the family. Of, it's not always just perfect. There's something right. you have to deal with. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, and so we all like sit on the outside of all these communities. And, and then even like, honestly, with, with me and my family, I don't see them that much. They live super close. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's tiny. My family's also, you know, uh, I, got, I have a sister and my parents are here. Uh, I got a cousin, you know, in Salida, so it's really small as well. Um, and I don't, I don't think I maintain it as good as I could. I don't think I had a good example of that, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, my yeah. mom's she tries to be a matriarch, but she has a hard time with it and gets resentful and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, right, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she's she's got a good heart about it. But um, yeah, so I. I always feel on the outside, mm-hmm. you know. So if there is like the, some spirit of like modern America, I really do think that's in me, of being um, almost too individualistic. So so here we go again with we talk about the you know this is another idea mm-hmm. that it made me think of this this whole conversation that that whole thing about like communism versus versus what the individual is that is that the two sides of the pole the group versus the individual yeah. and like I don't know I hear you know I don't want to make this political but I hear like the the left. Um, you know, want to bolster a group idea. Yep. Um, and then, and then on, I don't know if this is true on the right, cause they have church and maybe like maybe older communities that maybe in theory could work better than modern communities. I'm open to that idea, but let's say they have a community. Mm-hmm. So they do come from that background sure. yet, yet the self-responsibility aspects, which we talk a lot about. And I really believe in that ideal. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few that I really believe in. And that's an individual idea. And so you have this whole thing about America or about, let's say, you know, all these like really deep thinkers in the past tried to develop. And I do think it comes from Christianity too, this thing about the divinity of the individual. Mm-hmm. Like there was in the past, you know, some people have used like psychologists have even described it like that that group mind was a lot we were a lot more together than we even can be now Mm -hmm. and that i don't know how true this is but this is maybe the story in my head is that like science comes along scientific thinking and the enlightenment and that somehow like tears something apart because now we can like look at ourselves you know and, and this like overdeveloped reason and thinking faculty and then we get further from 
the religious spiritual side of things or maybe the right brain Mm -hmm. and and what that does is it makes like the individual like more important than the group right and maybe that that's like a part of this culture we're living in i've even heard someone say recently like new world like new world is a type of consciousness Mm -hmm. rather than like an area but like we live in the new world like just the way we think is is the new world and then there's the old world which was more community based mm-hmm. um and so i've been you know I, so so when i start thinking about valuing a community it does um i see have some conflict with that individual and then like i said i'm living it you know i'm super individualistic and have a really hard time with communities but then maybe i do miss some of those aspects like I do love being alone and the things I love sure. to do are alone mm-hmm. and that fulfills me a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and, and then having here gives me, you know, some of that other stuff that I might need and then the couple friends. So I do, you know, I feel fine about it, but I, yeah, I don't know if I'm I mean, like rambling there. music, right? So mm-hmm. even though you're still propagating in some way, the things that you do alone are not just and only. That's true. And I thing, needed to do that. Do yeah. So uh-huh. people around. That's, that's true like and I yeah I've noticed how I look I look back in my past and I did succumb to the alone thing and I maybe had the opportunity to be alone more than maybe was healthy um, uh, and I if so I, I yeah the going out is super important for me as you know with the depression stuff for sure mm-hmm. and then just like self-development like I think you can't become a good person alone Exposure you just can't things. yeah yeah uh-huh. Yeah, you need that, again, the interaction with the outside world. Sure. So, yeah, so I really struggle with it, and, and, and I do think about it. Like, you know, is community missing for me? Is it missing for the world? Is it like some kind of weird epidemic that we have? Um, and, um, and then how much is even in, like, those political ideas about it? You know what I mean? Like... Does community and communism have, I mean, obviously they even have the same root or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the individual, right? Um, and, so, and so, I don't know. Uh, it's, I think, a new thought for me. I haven't, like, I don't know, really, you know, uh, thought about it in the past again. I've been thinking about a lot of stuff this year, and this was one of the things. Because then you could say the same thing, like, how do you be unified or how do you be a good country, you know, um, obviously that's all going on right now too. Mm-hmm. Like some weird separation thing, and sure. you know, is going on. And then fake unity. Well, I right? think yeah. <laughs> See those things. I think the American spirit is different than any other culture in the world, right? Because we are a collective of individuals, and mm-hmm. whether you want to say individual groups or individuals within those individual groups, mm-hmm. I think. That is the experiment that was never done in the history of the world. Right. And I think it was done here in America, and it shows that. Right, um, and it was for the ha- – I mean, they put it as the happiness, but maybe there's other words for that. It was, like, designed for the individual to, to come to the to flower, mm-hmm. to grow in the best – right? Yeah. It's, like, designed to allow that to happen. And, and right? to almost choose yeah. your groups, right? I mean, I think okay, the yeah. thing that we get that's different from past is that – we get to choose our groups. We right. get to choose those to a large degree. We don't get to choose our family. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the problem with our family is that we're not like tight with our families like we should be. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I talk to people about yes. when my you know memories growing up, 
we always had dinner together. Mm. Like my mom and dad always cooked. We cooked. The, the mm-hmm. kids cooked. Mm. Um, but I remember we would always have dinner together. There was always friends coming over for dinner. Mm. But it was rare that we didn't do those kinds of things. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I was listening to what Sebastian Younger was talking about. And so they were talking about um, kids and their need for like teddy bears and fucking dolls and shit like that, right? And here's what happens. And I was totally like, (laughs) I mean, I I had a different perspective on this. But what he's talking about is that from a very young age, kids are put into their own rooms. They're separated from the security, the connection of their parents and their siblings. And they're put into separate places. So they have something that they need to cling to. Um, I don't ever remember that being okay, something that I needed, I but yeah, and this is something that he but talks about. I bet about, that is but, new, though. I bet in the past houses weren't big enough for people for a kid. To, well, like, be and, alone. and so that's what they would say is so that it's at least different back, you mm-hmm. know, in times and in a lot of cultures, yeah. people all sleep in the same room, and you right. develop a different bonding experience. Right. And so I've got a friend with kids, and um, I got a couple friends with kids, and. One guy I used to give shit to because I didn't really think about this. And at, I think, four or five, his little girl was still sleeping with them in the bed. And I'm like, well, gosh, man, when are you going to, you know, without being rude, when are you going to let these kids develop some ability Mm -hmm. to sleep on their own? They're going to be, you know, they're never going to be, you know, um, Mm -hmm. snipped of the, you know, proverbial umbilical cord. Yeah. but then I was listening to what Sebastian Younger was saying about this. And, you know, I've read this book and I've heard this book um, on, you know, audiobooks, And I've thought a lot about this premise. And that is, I think it actually is a good idea for kids to be sleeping in the same room as their parents. Now, maybe not in the same bed, you know, just because mm-hmm. of the whole you know, I yeah, mean, you yeah, got yeah, a right. king size bed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you got everybody in that bed. Maybe right. it's a little bit of a problem, but, but everybody. There's, there's also like siblings. Mm-hmm. Like I that used might to change things. My yeah. cousins in yeah. LA right. during the summers. There was four of us in a queen size bed. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I thought Europe, well, yeah, what's up with Europe? Yeah. Like, so it's, it's different, like, right? There's, mm-hmm. There is something to sleeping or being comfortable and feeling safe mm-hmm. around certain people and whatever mm-hmm. that degree is, whether mm-hmm. it's sleeping yeah. or Right, and it, it gives you that connection, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, it, did, it, it, were, 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 did people live with bigger families in places? Um, Multi-generational? Usually, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My family, I mean, it's not crazy. It's not like, I don't know, Italy is a little different. It also depends on the area and how big right. the town is, mm-hmm. uh, how many people there are. Sure, sure. Um, but... My family in particular, they're actually not that all close. Um, my mom has three other sisters, and there's two in northern Italy, one southern, mm, which is okay. where we Looks like here. grew up. Mm. And then uh, the one who's in south Italy is with my grandmother. They don't live together, but they see each other every week. And now it's more so my grandmother is spending time with her because she's getting older. She mm-hmm. just turned 90. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she fought <laughs> yes. like myeloma, so many different mm-hmm. ailings, but uh, we still, when we spend time together, we would, when I lived in southern Italy, we would see each other every weekend. We'd go 
to what I call the country house. <laughs> and we'd all spend time there, eat together, um, do things, mm-hmm. just anything. And in the summers, all of the families would unite and like spend the summer together, mm-hmm. do things. Um, mm-hmm. But even on a smaller scale, just your immediate family, uh, we would still have lunch together, dinner together, um, and have these routines mm-hmm. where you would see each other. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I slept with my sister in the same room for years mm-hmm. until we were like teenagers even. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, played a big role in how close we are. Yep, I think yeah. so. And yeah. that's where I think divisions start to happen. You know, I do recall... I've never really been a big TV guy. My brother and uh, um, sister were more of that than myself. But I do recall there being times when be eating dinner in front of the TV, right? Yeah. And it Watch it automatically, together. yeah, starts to create this separation. Right, yeah. But then I see his kids doing that and there's no connection. You know what I'm saying? It, it gets further and mm-hmm. further and further yeah. apart. Right. Um, and yeah, I think the screens that, make people completely disconnect from everyone yeah. in the room. Yeah. yeah, my parents didn't want me to have my phone at the table. But it, but and that's such a good, that. that's such a good thing, right? Now I see us in the door. Right. I see yeah. why. It's so crazy. Like you won't even know someone's in the room. Yeah, you know, and it's weird with kids because they just like completely Tunnel absorbed, well, completely absorbed. Pre-COVID, right? Yeah. When we would go out to eat and stuff, you'd literally see families. Everybody's on their fucking phone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, you guys are going out to eat together apart, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody is connected. Feeling Um, lonely in the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I really feel when I pull out my phone and I'm talking with somebody, unless I got to check something, I really feel like, oh, you're being that rude guy because we're sharing a moment. Uh, And now I'm saying to you that really this guy's more More important important than than you are. Yeah, I try not to unless I'm looking for something to add to. Something specific, right? Right. I, yeah. yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I grew up, uh, I mean, pretty much, like, I have a sister, but she, um, so I was pretty much uh, by myself, you know, single kid uh-huh. or whatever. So that's another issue, hmm. right? I think maybe that's part of what made me, maybe, I don't know if it's genetic. Feeling or, like, do you, did you feel more like an only child because of that? Or? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because um, she moved out when she, she was 12 and I was born. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was pretty young when she moved How old out. Are you right I don't now? have a lot of memories of her in there. I'm 40. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, that might have like contributed to my because um, I did learn. I really liked being alone. And then my parents were they worked a lot do when you I was younger. Long, <coughs> Me and my sister. We do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was always like around. Tried to like you know she she always she had like cool cars and yeah yeah she picked me up and bring me you know once in a while you know we do a few times a year kind of thing. She get you high your first time. She doesn't. She doesn't really smoke. Okay. Uh huh. I think she might a little bit now. But I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she never really did that. Um, but uh, she was always the one, and I'm really glad she did that. She still does it. She's she's even like the one that really keeps our family together. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays she's kind of like stepped up into that role. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, so I you know I kind of grew up with that as far as like. And then the, my parents worked a lot at mm-hmm. a certain time when I was young. So they were, you know, my mom had two jobs. And so I come home, I'd be alone until mm-hmm. six or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the, and I was always cool with it. 
you so know. Really sure. That's just your comfort. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then being around people, it's, I don't know if it's. I, I usually don't want to do it when I'm not with people, but mm-hmm. when I'm with people, I'm cool and I enjoy it. Yeah. But it's like the you know in theory, I'm like hey, I'd rather you know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you think it's also part because I like to be alone a lot mm-hmm. myself. But I'm always with people during the day. So, right. um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when I get home sometimes, and this actually was a little bit of a contention with my relationship, is that I've been around people all day long. So it's kind of nice to be alone for a few minutes mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, for a little bit. That's not always a good idea if you've got right. someone else that you haven't yeah. been spending time with. Right. Um, yeah. So, I get that. And what mm-hmm. you do is a lot of your stuff is pretty social. Mm-hmm. So to have that downtime, I think, yeah. is very, is now. Yeah, is it's very it's good for me cool. To have that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I rarely would go out. I'd get invited to all these parties and get togethers and things like that because um, I've got a pretty social group of friends and I would never fucking go. <clears throat> and yeah. that was one of the things that I would tell them. I mean, one, there are a bunch of degenerates on that <laughs> side. So too many degenerates in, yeah. you know, degens in one area, <laughs> you know, is is rough, man. It, it mm-hmm. hurts you. Um, yeah you become one yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, I see people all the time. I don't need to go out and see more people. Right. Like through the pandemic, this has been fucking great for me mm-hmm. in a lot of regards because I got to see all the cool people that I really liked. We and got to hang out. My, and then, my stuff didn't even really change much except for being able to occasionally go eat out. You right. Know? So how about this then? <laughs> that... uh Maybe communities don't matter as much when, like, life is good. But what makes life good, though? The community is what made my life good. And this is what everybody Uh, was saying that, you know, like I was talking with Elisa and Ilya. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this how – because there is a lot of drugs and alcohol addictions now and overdoses. I mean, that's gone through the roof. Depression has gone through the roof. We've just been insulated from it because we all – Get to see Peace each stuff. other, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things that um, it was Ilya or Lisa was saying when we were having this conversation. They're like, people just don't have right now what we've got, where we mm. always get together. So I and honestly hang out. don't entirely understand this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, are you really just staying at home by yourself all the fucking time? Yeah, you know I was what I mean? Like, the I, same thing. Like, you know, like just because some people do though. Some I think that's true, but that seriously. sounds a little weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe if you're, questioning. you know, yeah, right. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> I do question it. But as far as like, you know, and then you know, we were talking about this. Is you know, as far as what do you value more? Right. Like as far as COVID versus, you know, and mm-hmm. just that people would actually stay in and not see anybody. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Fear to me. though, fear mm-hmm. for some people that is really that really affects them. But I if think. it's if it's that bad, then go for a walk outside. You know well, what I mean? If you think if you're like that, you know what I'm saying? I don't mean to. I, you know. I think personally mm-hmm. that because we don't have much community in our society right now. Yeah. Um, Right. And we don't have a lot of purpose in our society. I think that that gives people a reason to go further down the hole. And so people, what you're saying during COVID, well, if you really wanted to, well, I don't think a lot of people really take in the value of self-improvement, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people that I talk to scoff at that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they are cool being degenerate alcoholics or, you know, whatever. And it's like, Self-improvement gives you a purpose. And if you've got mm-hmm. a purpose, with that, right. whatever that is, 
you don't have to do it necessarily every single day with the same vigor that someone else who mm-hmm. has that same purpose or a similar purpose, but a, a, a bigger drive. But it gives you an anchor point that you can have some level of focus yeah. towards. Yeah, um, it's always there. And then and then that can fit into whatever you want to do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think what COVID has done is mm-hmm. validate people's reasons for not doing that because if you have a purpose if you make a choice if you profess it, it, it would now you're responsible for doing it it would definitely test people's purpose right yeah what if a lot of uh-huh. people are like well my purpose is to be a good citizen and not get other people's thing. well that, yeah but you would have to ask is that really their purpose again no, there, I there's don't, a, I don't I get, think it's it the, would really be their purpose right i don't think they would feel that deeply but they would initially fool themselves absolutely and they try to mm-hmm. fool everybody else i mean mm-hmm. that is really what's going on with all this virtue signaling stuff it's mm-hmm. the same thing that's going on i know we didn't you said you wanted to not go political with it but it's the same thing no, about mind. activism think about what yeah. activism is yeah it's somebody who can't clean up their own house but they're going to tell mm-hmm. somebody else right. how to clean up their house and make it better. a lot of it's because they're so young like people so i do think it's also okay because it's easier uh-huh. to impose upon someone else that they're doing something true, wrong true, than yeah. it is to yeah. look at yourself and correct your own behavior so right. right absolutely mm-hmm. i think it's huge and i think again yeah. we look at communities right some communities are positive some communities are negative um but that's a community of people right now activists that, activists this yeah, yeah. kind of new it woke it it's it's almost a religion it's, it's something it's to belong community to, to up, up to a religion of people who won't do their own stuff but are going to point the fingers and make yeah. the world a better place right but but you know um not to sidetrack but just on that point you know uh, I, I've been trying to straw man the other side of that, mm-hmm. right? Because I agree, and that's my initial reaction, mm-hmm. is it's easier to change other people. You know, I've been thinking that, like, Gandhi quote, you know, be the change, that whole thing. Will, will um, you do be, me a favor, though, real quick, and uh, explain to people? Because you use the word steel man and straw man, okay, and I understand uh, what you're talking about, right. but a lot of people don't necessarily... Uh, okay, well, to steel man something is to... Uh, say the other side's argument so well that they would agree that that's a good summary of their ideas, right? So and then a so strong like confirming it almost. Yeah, you're so like you're making the strongest argument you can out of the opposition, and then you try to fight that thing mm-hmm. rather than make a straw man, which would be like an atheist that says like, "Oh, God is some guy, old guy in a chair in a cloud," mm-hmm. and you say, "Obviously, there's no guy in a chair in a cloud." That's like a straw man mm-hmm. argument. So. so to make almost something so ludicrously, you know, like right. ridiculous that because it's easy. That's to what you do attack. Yeah, right? it's easy to, to, mm-hmm. to defeat. And you that. don't have that's to have any right, that's proof yeah. behind it. You don't have to have right. any scientific data, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Right. Uh-huh. And then you make it seem like you've defeated the argument. But right. really, you just made this false thing. Right. So so my initial reaction to the type of activism maybe that we're seeing as like some kind of like mass push, you know, that you could say something like that's going on. And my initial reaction is to agree that those people have this thing to change the world rather than change themselves. Right. Um, But so then I've been trying to steel man why activism could be good or like maybe what process is going on. Like, so maybe, you know, I've heard it described like culture, like 
it, it can't stagnate or it becomes like totalitarian, right? Um, and then, the, so the opposite is its growth, right? And then there's like this this cycle where like the the people are are the previous generation made mistakes, right? So they fucked some shit up, and then the next generation has to deal with those things, and you could say that's like the sins of the father, whatever that's what people mm-hmm. call it, right? So like slavery, for instance, mm-hmm. and people want to say that there's some like residual guilt, you know, um, maybe even just for people in America that didn't even have slaveholders. Mm-hmm. And that's like that. The, so people in our past did fuck shit up and mm-hmm. they do every time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're infallible or we're fallible. But but, uh, but okay. so, yeah. So let me just finish. I can get mm-hmm. right to it. Yeah. So the people have made those mistakes. And then the, the young people have this idealism which is often like on no real grounds intellectually, but right. it's a it's a drive to make things new, and there are new people. It's like new music every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There is this this uh, uh, novelty thing that comes out of the next generation, right? That like uh, they're different, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so they then challenge some of those other structures, and they give it some of that conflict that it needs. They they renew. So that's mm-hmm. the thing. And I think it's even like a psychological thing, like. This whole thing about um, you have to renew your thoughts constantly or else they, they stagnate and like take control and then you get like stuck. Uh, you're not growing anymore at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and so it's that pull with progressive and conservative. Mm-hmm. One is trying to change things all the time. The other one's trying to maintain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe activism um, and I know I don't like agree in its form and it's even mm-hmm. such a big conversation. There's so much going on right now with whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's like the good aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it, um, so I guess so, the thing that mm-hmm. I was going to ask you in that yeah, is if you uh, think mm-hmm. that they have data or information to support, right. And you no, kind of answer I that. They do. I think it's, it's yeah. just a drive to make things better. Mm-hmm. And maybe that comes with a drive to see fault in old things where there isn't any, mm-hmm. you, maybe, you know what I mean? Like they just want, they just see things wrong and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, why they say, why, you know, ch- you know, why has it got to be that way? Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't understand what's going on. I wonder what people in the future will call this mm. time, like this time. Yeah. The awakening. <laughs> I wonder too. The, I think some woke. really interesting things interesting. are happening. Yeah. How they would find all, you know, just yeah. the main points. Right. Like, it's going to be. Did you see? Yeah. History, right? Did you see That's that right. Biden signed that order for, that executive order for transgender yeah, athletes? Yeah, did, yeah. Have you guys seen that CC, whatever no. her name is? So it's uh, this. I have. Seen that her. black I've dude? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. so. Um, okay, no. He's this track. Oh, she, she's this oh. track runner. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, yeah. She? She. Now? She trans she, woman? She, she's a, trans a transgender woman. teen. Trans woman. Okay. Oh, oh, this is not the person. Okay, this is the executive order. Go on, go on. Right. I'm getting confused. And, well, yeah, this yeah. is one. This covers it. You <laughs> okay. know, like. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking individual. about. I know what you're talking about. Sorry, I got confused. And this individual is like six foot, six foot one, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. In high school. Okay. And so this person. So you're talking about an athlete in high school. An athlete. In, an, who, in a female league or something. Who was, on, on was a male and is transitioning. Right. Yes, okay. Um, to right. a female. I didn't know right? about this specific instance you're talking okay. about. Okay, so yeah. there's video of this, right? Okay. Uh-huh. So anyway, this person was a very, like, moderate, mid-level track runner. As a... As a boy. Right. Okay? Yeah. I mean, middle of the road, nothing mm-hmm. even close to being remotely special. As a woman, 
he is annihilating these chicks. Like there's video of him doing the hurdles Uh and there is no fucking close comparison. I mean, just dusting these girls. Yeah. Yeah. He's six foot. Right. What? Girl in high school is six foot one. Right, there right. might be one. You know right. what I'm saying? But she tends to not be athletic. Or... But just <laughs> destroying, yeah. annihilating. Right. Yeah. And there's no way that mm-hmm. any girl is going to... There might be like a point point zero one percent yeah. of a girl right. of the female population yeah. that could legitimately keep up with right. this guy. Yeah. That is one of the more interesting and, parts of that is the sports. And maybe now that would be an opportunity for them to create a separate section. I think that is female. that is a solution. That's the a solution, but, that there's, a, but there's so few of there's them. There's so right? few trans yeah. and the arg- And the argument that's trying to be, you know, made by it is that gender is a continuum, right? So even like Zuby, did you remember uh, when he did that? He's He just said he was a woman just to do a powerlifting contest he just like identified as a woman right. and then defeated the the world record for yeah. it and then when he was done Set he said he was a guy again no. <laughs> but this is going to be the death of women's sports for some yeah. crazy yeah. you it's know interesting activism how, it is interesting how i don't think a lot of people who are like maybe for the trans rights mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe not people in the community yeah. but you know what i mean like my mom for instance or someone on the left they wouldn't, they won't, I don't think they see that argument that it, it fucks with like women's, it fucks with the idea of women, yeah. for one. And it even like pushes, you know, so you got the bathrooms, you got the prisons, mm-hmm. right? And then the sports. Sports. Maybe those are the most so, obvious well, places. Well, but, jobs. Jobs. Uh, I mean, right. male to female. What about female to male? That would, they wouldn't even attempt to go, would they? Right. They wouldn't stand Compete? a chance. Right. And if they could, it would be awesome. They right? wouldn't stand a chance in <laughs> yeah. any way, shape, or form. It's yeah. not a, like it's a non issue. Right. Unless maybe it was <laughs> like. Right. That's you, why there's no girls in the NBA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like there could be one, you would yeah. think. But, there, but yeah. that one, um, there was that one, like, um, college football female. Oh, who right. did that the, was, oh, she was a kicker. Though. Yeah. Just a kicker. And right. it was mm. such a poor kick. I heard it about that. It didn't yeah. go very far. <laughs> right. It was uh-huh. so below par of right. what somebody would be. And that's right. not taking anything nothing, away yeah, from the female. It's right. just saying right. we are different. Yeah. Um, Physically. And yeah, you've got yeah. these groups that these communities that mm-hmm. support this thing. You know mm-hmm. what's funny about that? The funny mm-hmm. irony mm-hmm. is that m- a lot of the people that support this are the mm-hmm. woke women mm-hmm. that, right, that are against the man holding them down. Right. Right. Uh-huh. And now they've uh-huh. just given the man yeah. a green light right. to hold them Right. As far down as they could ever be held. It's Yeah, there's so many backwards things about all that. Yeah. It's like so hard to get a grasp on, you know, <laughs> that uh, all insanity. the woke stuff. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, first, what's going to happen is, I was thinking this morning, it's like, even, even this relates to this like group versus individual thing, is they... In a way, of course, there's no they, but it's like the the process of wokeness is wanting to make everything about the the smallest thin line of an identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, almost to the individual, like this whole thing about like um, lived experience, and so you know, like there's a lot of things where they're saying, oh, you can't. 
um, be an able-bodied person and act like a, a disabled person in a movie, for instance, mm-hmm. right? There was even some, one of the funny woke things was that movie with the witches or something, and one of them had like a, a, like a claw, I think mm-hmm. she had a claw, and the like arm difference, commu- the limb difference community like got <laughs> upset about okay? it. They were offended. <laughs> yeah. There's like two people in that community. <laughs> why were, okay, so my question is, why do, does stuff like this offend people? What right. does it make them feel? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, yeah. I think they would make the argument that like it's portraying their thing in a bad light, you know, because they're like witches and it's scary, but they're like, it's not scary. My hand actually looks like this. <laughs> but but I think what it, there's deeper things that what about what it's doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's like so that's what I'm saying about they want to break. They want to say you can't say anything about anybody but yourself. And then they also want to like divide into smaller and smaller groups they're like, they're almost like destroying all groups at the gender thing and this like this continuum thing mm-hmm. um but then you know but then they put so much weight in like an intersectional like addition thing where you're like uh you're black and you're trans and you're a trans female you know and how many of those oh, yeah. can how you know can you stack up and then you have more worth you know you know what i mean mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's so hard to get a get to get a grip on, but it's interesting how they it's it's like they want to protect groups, but then they keep like destroying groups and going after certain groups, and then there does seem to be this like eat itself type of thing, mm-hmm. where like once one thing gets power, it then wants to eat that thing. You know, like maybe gay men are the one, the first one that's gonna like get knocked down to being like part of the privileged community or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they used to be like, you know, uh, you know, they high standing in that kind of view. Right. <laughs> but what, you know, they might be the first ones to fall, like white gay men. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just a part of the, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's and then, right. You know what I mean? So privileged. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that they, they, it seems like they want to take care of groups, but then they go after groups mm-hmm. and like knock them off. Um, and so it seems backwards and I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to get a grip on what's like going on with all that. So it no. shows that people are definitely dying for community though. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that's right. They're like, that's interesting. They I think find that's so true. somebody that's right. that has a similar and mode they, of thinking. Yeah, so yeah, right. even, you know, yeah. at least from my perspective, how ludicrous that group might be like those furries right <laughs> isn't that some crazy shit it's crazy but they that's eat out of bowls they, they like they, yeah. they like rent a hotel <laughs> and they all dress up like animals and they like oh can you serve us food in bowls right yeah. <laughs> have cages and leashes and i shit. mean you know <laughs> to each his own right but it shows they're we, getting crazy we in want those, community in rooms, right? um <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think you're right i think you're right um, and I think, you know, like the activism they need to thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And all those things give them that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And purpose and Support. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Strength, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you got them, you could, you know, survive the onslaught of life. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I would bet that those fucking furries are happier than people who <laughs> don't have anything like that. You know, it's like all those like um medieval like the larpers yeah right 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 yeah live action I role mean, players yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> live action uh, role players yeah, yeah that's what it is uh-huh LARPer. LARPer. <laughs> so and that's a lot of what antiva is doing interestingly enough and maybe proud boys and that thing too uh-huh. is they go in the street and they kind of pretend fight right 
Yeah. And and they get a community out of it's it. A community, absolutely. And they're even doing the righteous work, yeah. you know. So they have like high purpose, well, I, almost to a religious level. You know, man, I right. went and observed those groups, and yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the things that I was telling people in an opposition group. I'm like, mm-hmm. a lot of it is these kids don't have anything else to do yeah. in their minds, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. this gives them some level of collective mm-hmm. belief and, and a rally and, and they, cry and you yeah, know and they think they're doing what you were doing in the military right mm-hmm. like being in a group that's badass and learning mm-hmm. tactics and like showing yeah, up and looking yeah. cool and like fighting yeah. the fucking fascists you know yeah. Um, so Being fascist, <laughs> fighting fascist, <laughs> or whatever. But at least, like it, the mindset of it, you know, yeah. you could see the why someone might be attracted to it. I would have been when I was young, I bet. So no. yeah, mm-hmm. no. maybe I would have. I don't know. I see all those little skinny fucks, and I'm like, geez, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't look at this group as a tough group. I mean, yeah. at least the Antifas that you know mm-hmm. I saw. Like, I mean, it. it really look like a bunch of androgynous black clad individuals like half of them you can't tell if they're boys or girls or what mm-hmm. um yeah so you know it's an interesting yeah. draw though uh-huh. you know yeah, again yeah, yeah, there's yeah, the group yeah, yeah. it's like uh-huh. this you know um deal mm-hmm. but yeah i think that it was interesting seeing that you know they want to try to find a purpose and mm-hmm. um you know i hung out also with some uh, conservative patriot groups mm-hmm. and they want to have a purpose i right, mean right. it gives them a purpose to rally against this group and they get a purpose that's interesting to rally that against having something group. against uh-huh. gets all, people like, together we all yeah. have kind of the same we go for the same things just in different mm-hmm. like, areas like, like what do you time. mean like uh, having an opposition having no, like, a yeah well we all ha- want to have a purpose we all want to yeah. To uh, yeah, yeah. Participate. Yeah, yeah. I think we have that. That there's like a pattern in us yeah. that it needs is. that fulfilled. Yeah. Like a desire but, for conflict. I mean, well, this is where too, we go yeah. back to constructive violence. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff, I think, loops around. But because I feel I, like there's similarities in mm-hmm. all. You know, just yeah, right. Because you could you can have a community of you know anything, right? Guitar players, motorcycle, sure. right? And you can find those things. Like you know, I like the idea that. You know, those, you know, like I like the idea of a, the God of the gaps. Like you have like a God-shaped gap mm-hmm. if you're like an atheist. You know that idea? Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah. Like just trying to fill that. Yeah, I, I think you talked about it like okay. last time or okay. a couple right. times ago. I, I like that phrase. But I think a lot of things are like that. So there's also like a gap for something like this. Mm-hmm. Like let's say there's some hypothetical full, complete aspect to be a human. Mm-hmm. And maybe the culture we live in is a little off of that. And so we have like those gaps, you know, and those are, and there's a pattern to that gap. Mm-hmm. Like only certain things are going to fill, you know what I mean? The right. things that we need out of it. And the things you said are, are that pattern mm-hmm. purpose and um, yeah, whatever a community is. Um, I think a community helps you navigate those, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think it, um, going back when you have purpose, I think, um, it gives you a direction to travel when you've got conflict. It gives you a um, the goal. Yeah, yeah. it gives mm. you that opposition that you mm. need to be collective in the first place. Mm. I mean, if there was no war, why would you have any armies? Mm. You know, if that did mm. never exist, if there mm. was no, and that's part of our problem right now. Right, right. Is there something about us? not having we have things so good in this culture and we've got to create conflicts yeah and or we have to create suffering or yeah. i don't know and, it, and it, 
too much comfort and then we have a problem staying together as a result like maybe that has like the same effect well and you know I, what I mean? I, me personally i think the division is good i don't think we should be divided I, I as mean, a country yeah i mean as families mm-hmm. and as communities and how we sit at home and you know there's so much of that that's what i mean okay um that maybe some of that are res- as a result of the fact that life's so easy here yeah that if life were harder we so that's what i was saying before that there are times when maybe a community isn't needed. What I meant by that was like that if times were hard and if there was like a famine here, like mm-hmm. something, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. like we've had like, you know, but like, you know, something serious like that, um, that would bring us people into, and everybody would, you know, uh, atomize in all these little groups. Sure. And it would become really important things that you don't normally bind you to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you ever know a farmer? Mm-hmm. here in denver why would i i'll put mm-hmm. it that way yeah. like i have really no reason to but I, I do want like milk from cows that are treated good and stuff so i do have a reason but yeah. you know what i'm saying so but if things went bad you would all of a sudden you know doctor a doctor is meaningful as fuck yeah. that you know that person and then it, it might even be people on the block some situations would be it would make local things happen because you know it I mean? becomes a, a forced mm-hmm. purpose yeah. survival right right yeah. and then security mm-hmm. right. and then you know that's right. Growth mm-hmm. out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how much, you know, is that maybe if we lack community in this culture, how much of it is just because it's too easy here? Well, I, I think it goes mm-hmm. back to, I don't, I don't know about, I've thought about that a lot, the too mm-hmm. easy. I think you're right. I, I agree that it's too easy. But again, to me, it comes back to not having a purpose because if it's too easy and you still have a purpose, mm-hmm. then... It's not going to be easy for that Mm -hmm. purpose. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like a purpose, Mm -hmm. at least what I envision to be a purpose, is going to be a challenging endeavor to stay the course or to try to reach those goals or to Mm -hmm. try to, you know... um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, just even exist within that purpose. And then that would bring you into a group of other people that are aligned with that. So you would make a community out of it. Right. So... So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been an hour and a half. What hour and a half? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. You think that's good? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, we kind of scratched the surface. There's some yeah. few things that... Yeah, yeah, we diverted uh, onto things, but uh-huh. I felt like... Good, yeah, yeah, like natural. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sweet. Okay. Better. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Cool. Well, thanks. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>